passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Door. Bumper. Clear. You're listening to Door Bumper Clear, presented by OfferPad, and I am TJ Majors. We're back from Atlanta with a lot to talk about with our special guest co-host, Haley Deegan. Today we'll talk... Chase Elliott's winning block on Corey LaJoy, Ross Chastain making more friends, Joe Gibbs Racing pit crew changes, and lots more. Let's get started. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 68. Xfinity car this weekend, the six cup car. I didn't look at my sheet. Didn't even read that. Didn't even have to read it this time. So, uh, very big day. We're missing Casey, but we've replaced her. My name is Brett Griffin, and I'm never drinking again. <laughs> that's my a name lie. is Freddie Kraft, and he is a lying that son is of <laughs> I'm going to get up. Lightning's <laughs> getting ready to strike. Oh, I'm Haley Deegan, driver of the number one Ford F-150. Let's talk about what, what people drive around here, yuppie Tesla TJ. <laughs> I roll up to the parking lot this morning, Freddie, and I enter our gate code. Yes, we're in a gated freaking community because our be. show has gotten so big. So I roll into this gate, and I see Haley getting out of this sexy Mustang GT, and I see yuppie Tesla TJ rolling out of this plug-in car. I might get that as my license You're plate right. now, Tesla You're TJ. Right. You maybe shouldn't drink anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meanwhile... You know, we won't talk about some of the vehicles you show up in. I mean, you had the mom minivan at one time. I was. So my you, sister's is total. It's gone. It's, oh, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. Way to bring up old I mean, that's not yeah. good. Uh, he's got his daughter's <laughs> car half the time. It just depends on where his truck gets left at. It, it depends. Sunday nights can be tough. Okay? Sunday nights usually <laughs> you, end up. Sunday nights are my Friday, uh, 5 o'clock happy Big hour. Al's looks like it's open at 4 <laughs> o'clock in the morning because there's so many trucks still parked out front. You're not uh, a very good alderman. <laughs> I don't even know what that word is, but we'll talk about that later. Um, what's up, Jason? Hey, what's up, Jason Shell's producer, director of content. 
We, have, we <laughs> Haley, we got to go back to mid Ohio because I seen you drop some dead weight this week and left TJ home. and got I your first, first top ten of the season. I didn't even know TJ wasn't even going to be there till like the week of the race, and I was like, hold up! I started looking at the cup schedule. And I was like, wait, they're at Atlanta. I was like, oh man, TJ's not going to be there this weekend. And You're my like, way to go! His <laughs> <laughs> Tesla can't go that far. We're out of charge. Yeah, okay. I don't have battery to get there. <laughs> no, he's got to. Uh, got a good backup spotter that he uh, sent with me over there, and he does a good job. He sounds just like TJ, and so oh. it works out pretty well. It's like poor a robot. Guy. Poor guy. <laughs> he actually is a robot. Um, I plugged charged him before he went up there <laughs> next to my Tesla. Next to your car. <laughs> uh, you got to tell me, what was it like qualifying in mid-Ohio? Because I turned it on, and 17 trucks, I think, spun out on the first, before they even got yeah, to the green I think it's more than that. Oh, my God. It was miserable. It was probably the most miserable qualifying I've ever had like never there wasn't a moment on track during qualifying where I was like man like I love this like this is great (laughs) (laughs) it was you were just like a quarter throttle on straightaways and people (laughs) there was more people spun out off the track I then more people I saw on the track oh yeah I was like I don't even know how I'm gonna make a lap and we didn't spin out thank god but we were just going so slow that we (laughs) weren't spinning out because I was like man I was on the mindset of like if I just stay on track like I might just be able to out qualify everyone but there was a couple people towards the end in the second group that it started drying out a little bit but it was just a mess and they told us before uh we actually went out. They weren't going to send us out for qualifying if it rained because everyone was already locked in. So they said there's no reason to. But I think they had some call with TV. The TV wants some yeah, entertainment. Yeah, I'm like, play practice. I'm like, you guys didn't play that. Just throw that up on there. But when I turned it on and I saw the rain, you know that some of them videos are a little clipsy. Is like it was at this moment he knew. <laughs> it was at that moment I knew Mid Ohio was not going to. I'm glad that it was good not to go there. That's yeah. a hard racetrack when it's dry. I mean, it's fast. It's fast. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of hard breaks zones you just get everyone that like learns it in practice a little time you get in practice and you send them out and qualifying in the rain and it was just a why, mess. why so if you run those first two sessions the track got better as it went why why did they not run the last one i was ready for I didn't it even know they didn't run the last one I don't no they ran a and b and then they they called it after that but the mm-hmm. track was getting better yeah the track was getting better so well, they, probably, they probably saw the the yeah, yeah the but show that ensued like I was there for it. Like, I'm not there. I was in two yeah, You were not there. You were working for it. If you were there, you would have wanted them to call it, probably. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It but I wasn't. Great. So I wanted to watch. That's how, how was it goes. Atlanta? Hot. Really hot. Like, it was pretty warm. It was pretty warm. NASCAR has now given us coolers. Thank you. Thank really? you. And yeah, I went for yeah. a water yesterday about halfway and they were gone. So I slammed a Powerade. Hey, I mean, I'm just glad they had it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to, at least when there's no cover or anything, you know what I mean? We, like, we need it, man. We need it. So shout out to them for that. But Atlanta was really cool. I thought it was a lot different than the spring, especially for Xfinity, because it was so hot and slick. You know, you didn't get that pack racing like you thought you'd get. Obviously, the cup car is more downforce, wider tire, a little bit different there for, for Sunday. But awesome races. I, I, thought, I thought the Xfinity race was good. It had a... Very old school Daytona ish type deal where you had to lit like there was the the group could separate, you know, like four or five of us. Um, Brandon was able to stay in the front group there, but we would lose the guy off the back of the pack. He couldn't he couldn't keep up and we were fourth or so in that line, but Brandon was able to stay with him. But it had that that deal where if you lifted too much and got just a little bit too far back, you were gone by and it was spread out too. Um, it was very very old school Daytona-ish on a new Atlanta. So, and the laps, man, how the laps click off fast. 
Like I like nah, not for me. <laughs> Why? I was I don't think running clicked all fast for you. This I weekend. was running fiftieth the whole cup race and nothing went ha- nothing went fast. I was talking about Xfinity race. Oh, okay, That's, cup race they were. I mean they were clicking off pretty good. I'm a like big fan days. of it being 400 miles. Yes. First of all, I don't want to go anywhere twice anymore. Atlanta should be one time. Let's keep going to new markets. Let's do fun things. But if we're going to go twice, at least the track got it right, and it was a 400-mile race. Yeah, and I, I will say the track is I miss the old Atlanta, but this is uh, – we're still getting – It was exciting. Solid, yeah, you're getting an exciting race still. It's not the same save your tires type deal. Now it's don't wreck this thing, which is entertaining as well to me. Yeah. You didn't want Ross Chastain behind you yesterday. Nah. <laughs> I yeah, wouldn't want him behind me, next to me, anywhere near me. <laughs> we, he was behind us a little bit, and he kept trying to get to the outside and one. And I, I mean, he's eventually he was going to force it. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what um, he did to everybody. I mean, that's, yeah, all, that's so, how he made every pass yesterday. Yeah, so definitely. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Yeah, I, I was going to say we're probably not going to let that go. <laughs> um, was the uh, how was how was the truck race up there? What'd it was actually pretty good at Mid Ohio. I feel like. For me, at least, we had a pretty good truck. Um, second stage, we were actually making some good headway in first stage. Uh, we went from like 27th is where we started uh, to 15th uh, in the first stage. And then second stage, we kind of got off on our change, just wasn't great. Uh, and we went back on that for the third stage. We kind of just stayed stagnant in the second stage. And then third stage, we went back forward and kept picking them off. So for me, I felt like it went really good. I don't know. I feel like... And the more road courses that I go to, the more I'm like, man, I might road courses. I may be better on those than actually going to the circle track stuff. But I enjoyed it. I had a great time. I feel like it was a really good race. Uh, it seems like the leader. It's exciting. Yeah. The leader and Zane finished like their race was great the whole time going back and watching um, the whole race. I saw the magnets found each other in turn one that one time. <laughs> Who? The, the same ones, the 61, the 22, the 91. It's like the magnets always find each other at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to give credit to them guys at the end, though. Like oh, Parker and Zane put on a hell of a race. Uh, Zane very easily could have put the bumper to him in that last corner, didn't do it, you know, tried to do it the right way. Just the emotion you heard on the radio from that 75 team, I assume that was the owner. Uh, but, I mean, that oh, was, yeah, great. That was yeah. a great moment, especially for Parker to get another win there. It's been – he's won in that truck before, but mostly I think, I think everyone's been in a plate race, so this one was – a little yeah. more driver related and uh not that the other one wasn't but <laughs> this one plays a yeah, little bit bigger good. factor into it's it it's good for that team but was there any uh, the, uh never saw anything on tv but was there anything that happened on pit road that you saw after the race anything go down not really i, I mean, mean i, I really th- i really figured the way the 88 was looking for the 22 that uh-huh. they were going to get into it but no, I didn't see anything happen. I was kind of waiting for it, too, because I got into a few people. <laughs> and I was waiting for someone to come over to me, but nothing nothing really came about it. Is was, that who got the 88? Was it 22? I think so. Yeah. Did you see the was Arca Austin? race? Was Austin oh, back man. in it? Yeah. Yeah, I saw Arca race. I, I did oh, not know. I, I saw an Arca demolition derby. I did mm-hmm. not that, see an Arca race. That was ridiculous. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's no racing what are you, anymore. What, did you, what have you come to expect from Arca? I mean, it's... it's you know, the bad part about it is it is... It is it is actually going into the truck series a little bit too. Well, like it's that's carrying, where they're coming from. It's go, It's carrying into the truck series because if you get if you get out of the if you're fifth from fifth on fifth to twenty fifth is a absolute uh, like just dogfight. Like it's bad and there's no there's nothing like Zane and and them like uh, them Parker up front. Like Zane could have hit him, he could have moved him, but he didn't. And there's no 
racing like that anymore. It's I'm going to wreck you at all costs. And for 17th place, I'm still going to wreck you. And, and that's it. Yeah. So I think Zane Smith is the next guy to come out of trucks to do something big. He's showing the maturity, um, the, the, um, the speed, the maturity, and just, he fits the part, you know, he can put together races. He's showing how to, he fights through adversity, um, puts together a good race. If you're hiring, if you got an open seat right now, are you hiring Zane or are you hiring John Hunter? Uh, if I'm in Cup, I'm hiring Noah Gregson. If I'm in Xfinity, I'm, no, that I'm was hiring. not an option. <laughs> if I'm in Xfinity, that I'm, was well, not an option. You didn't say which series. <laughs> I said the option is if you own a Cup car, are you hiring Noah Gregson? Uh, not Noah Gregson. You are hiring Noah Gregson. You said Cup car I just said, then. Cup car, yeah. Are you hiring John Hunter or are you hiring I'm Zane hiring Noah Smith? Gregson. Okay. Yeah, I'm hiring Noah Gregson. Dumb one more time. <laughs> Zane Smith, John Hunter, Nemechek. Zane Smith. What about you? Uh, I would probably hire John Hunter Nemechek only That's for the, the fact that he's got more experience than Zane. And the fact that and I thought you, he did you owe him. TJ just talked yesterday about... Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday in the elevator shaft slash stairwell. You were in the shaft? You should have gotten the elevator. Uh, we just talked. He just said yesterday, look at John Hunter Nemechek. When he went to KBM, how many races did you think he would win? Um, Versus how many he's actually won? Seven. But I mean, you said you would thought he would set the world on fire. I thought he would. I thought he would. You know, I thought he'd win more races. Yeah. So, um, I did think he would win more. He's been in contention for those wins, but something he's either taken himself out somehow, or you know, something else. Most of the time, he just seems like he gets into stuff that doesn't need to happen. Sometimes. He definitely does make more mistakes than Zane for sure. Um, you know, puts himself in bad spots and ends up getting in pissing matches with like the 22 last year who wrecked him in Martinsville, you know, stuff like that. But I don't know, just based on experience level. I mean, I'm talking about splitting hairs here. You know, that's not like I would. And I thought him. John Hunter did fine in that 38 car yeah, when he drove. That's kind of what I was getting at. He did a good job. Um, Haley, I see you got your, uh, your reckless society apparel on today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just got a bunch of new stuff and that's it's fun. always, yeah, it's really cool. Cause we started this clothing brand and it was just like out on a whim on it. And, mostly when it comes to my merchandise, that's not necessarily like my style of what I like or what like I grew up around Well, you're going wearing. after the NASCAR fan yeah, with your stuff. It, yeah, I grew up on the West Coast, so it's a little bit different style and my right. style is definitely different than yeah. here, but I wanted to start something that like represented like truly like what I love and like what it's what I love being around and being a part of and it's taken off pretty good. We sold out of everything the first run and we just, we kind of ordered a bunch of stuff, got a bunch of stuff made, had really cool designs, and it all just flew off the shelf. So we kind of went into into like a good panic of yeah. man, we need more stuff. Need so more stuff, yeah. this is this stuff isn't released just yet, but it's gonna be coming out this week. Yeah, that's awesome. So if I can ask for something, can we give Jason and TJ shirts so they're not twinsies every time? We <laughs> yeah, we can do that. We can do that. If I don't know, <laughs> Jason and TJ are wearing the same exact shirt today. Jason is never in it. our photo op post post show. He <laughs> will be today because I want everybody to see twinsies. It's just going to be the two of them. And they were throwing a tennis ball back and forth before the show well, started. I wanted to see his reflexes, and just for the record, Jason dropped it like four times. Jason's so like CrossFit. We don't do reflexes. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It's yeah. obvious you're a CrossFitter. Thank you. Yeah. Listen, if I don't know this more, I was going <laughs> to. <laughs> was gonna wear the shirt. Last time I wore it, the other shirt, Dale Jr. wore it. So yeah. I'm not wearing them anymore. TJ usually works in the gray zone, so he's wearing gray. But this week, yeah, he's, he, uh, he went full color. Yeah, I wanted to pop. 
this week. Wanted a pop. Brett, you said you're uh, quitting drinking. <laughs> Haley turns 21 next week, so I, do you have any wisdom to uh, give yes. her before that? Uh, Haley, Don't if do you it. were going to drink, what would be your drink of choice? <laughs> oh, man. How I, would she know? Hypothetically. I mean, let's just hypothetically. She's, she's been in bars and restaurants. I'm, I'm well, not allowed to go into yeah. bars. <laughs> what appeals to you? Do you have a real ID? <laughs> My ID's real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, like, I've, are we thinking vodka? Or are we thinking Crown I Royal? Like, I like, feel what like I thinking? wouldn't be a beer person. I don't know. I, uh, I feel like I would not be a beer person. Yeah. I feel like a beer belly Jason, wouldn't suit good on me. <laughs> Jason will show you some white claws. Oh, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, I've heard a lot of bad things about tequila. <laughs> tequila. Don't do tequila. Freddie's not a beer guy either, and uh, you can... <laughs> Just to let you know. So what are you, you trying to say? a week from today? <laughs> exactly. What is it today? The 11th? Yeah, yeah. A week from today. Wow. So I'll let you know in a week. <laughs> okay. Where's, where's the party? I mean, we're going. Which, I don't yeah, have I enough mean, friends to have a party. I used to have oh, a bunch of friends. I don't have enough friends. <laughs> I used to have, have a Brett's bunch house. of friends. We could have a Brett's house. Yeah. 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 Dog we'll Treat Dave will be there. Dog Treat Dave was there last Dog night. Tree That's his name. Yeah, I, I just like that name, oh, dog man. treat. Brett had a Brett had a friend that used to come over his house all the time and ate all the dog treats and didn't no. know, didn't know they were know. dog treats. My grandpa's done that before. So I don't <laughs> Brett, had it a, Brett had a bowl of dog treats next to his door and was like, "Where the hell?" Every time I looked, this bowl's empty. Oh, Where? No. Who's giving the dog all these Dave treats? Was eating the dog treats. And Dave Aww. turned out it was Dave eating all the treats. So there, there's two dog things that always it's dog treat Dave and I'll wreck the dog. Yeah, food out of you. That you remember that quote? Did you see the video? Oh, of that? I've heard. I've yeah, heard. that's Jeb's. Did you quote. see the video got that we it. got from all the people, all the fans about wrecking the dog food out? That guy in the restart the dirt race. Did you uh, see that video? No. You didn't see this video. No. Somebody DM'd it to all oh, three no. of us. I did see it. Holy restart. <laughs> he wrecked the dog food out of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I've got a. I'm gonna send you a clip really quick, okay. Haley. This is worth like. This guy did work, and oh, I don't man. know how else to describe it. When I watched, I was like. I'm like, oh, this is kind of um, whatever, you know, boring. <laughs> and um, Lambert retweeted it. The best part was Lambert retweeted it and said, wow, Ross Chastain went dirt track racing. <laughs> so last week, all the memes were about Noah. And oh, this yeah. week, they're all about Ross. I actually tried to get Noah to come on our show today, Jason. We were on the plane, and Noah was on my flight, and he goes, and he's a smartass. You know, Noah's a full-blown smartass. And he's like, what's going to be your topic of your show tomorrow? And I was like, oh, we should be God. you. You should come on with us. He said, no, I'm in enough trouble. I'm not coming on your show. You don't get any trouble Aww. on this show. That's what I tried to explain to him. I was like, nobody listens to our show. NASCAR doesn't listen. Team owners don't listen. <laughs> Industry <laughs> people the truck series? Oh, my God. <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like. As soon as you get in that, like, 8th to 20th area, that's what it feels oh, that's like. That's what they always start like. Yeah. 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 Oh. Wow, yeah. that is an intentional. <laughs> that's the dog food. He that is the uh, dog yeah. food out of here. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Noah Graxon. Let's talk about Noah Grax in a minute. All right. He wrecks the dog food out of Sage Carum last week. We thought there would be a penalty during the race. Hey, dumbass, if you read the sheet, there's a penalty topic there. Oh, there is? I didn't read the sheet. I was drinking with my buddies all night. All right, we'll just wait to get to to that part. No, let's go ahead. We're already talking about it. You're being a bad anchoronym or whatever that word. Alderman. Alderman. So I really want to hear Freddie's take on this and Haley's. So Noah Gragson wrecks someone on purpose, and that same wreck takes out 10 cars. And NASCAR doesn't do anything during the race. And then obviously they meet with their committee, which we've made famous. <laughs> and four days later, they decide to fine Noah Gragson $30,000. It's 10 cars and two balls. Okay, Bubba, 30, Wallace, 30, Bubba Wallace wrecked by himself intentionally 
and they find him fifty thousand dollars. We spun intentionally. Yeah. You spun In intentionally. You didn't wreck anybody else. And he, Bubba got fined fifty thousand dollars. Well, that was an idiot tax on Bubba because you don't ever admit that idiot you did tax. Yeah. So the idiot tax is twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's so it. you think Noah avoided the idiot tax? I, I think that he he did because yes, you don't ever admit to intentionally spinning. That was dumb on Bubba's part. Yeah, uh, but you don't want to do that. Listen, we talked. I'm I'm of the opinion better late than never because you have to get it right. We said on here you have to do something here to draw a line, and they did. And, you know, it's it was a 30-point penalty and a $35,000 fine, and it doesn't sound like a lot, but that 30-point penalty took him from, you know, five points out of third and 30 points out of second in points to now he's back to fifth because it brought him back to Josh Berry, who had they finished second and, and, and fifth or something this week, and Josh jumped him in points. So now that's – we talked about one playoff point being a big deal. You potentially took him. I mean, he was only 39 points out of the lead when he got this penalty. So you took him from 39 to 69. You know, the chances of him catching AJ now were slimmer. But, I mean, that could have potentially been an eight-playoff point penalty right there. So, I mean, it's a it's a pretty substantial penalty. Um, we didn't get – the obviously, the fine was lower, but we didn't get a point penalty, I don't believe, that when, when that happened back in the day. Um, so I'm good with it, man. I said last week we had to draw a line in the sand, and they've kind of at least said, hey, you can't intentionally wreck anybody. So – the points how did he come up with that money jesus 30 seen, grand i seen him Gosh. selling everything and he they was... don't let you show up until you pay your fine you got to pay your fine first so Haley, my question to you is this oh man your driver <laughs> your driver you're behind noah gragson noah gragson creates this massive wreck intentionally and you get in it are you mad at noah gragson like do you put that in the back of your brain as if i ever see this idiot doing something stupid i'm gonna wreck him I wouldn't say so because it happens to me almost every other week in the truck series. <laughs> like it's she'd not, be, she'd be it's steady not wrecking very people all year. <laughs> but also, you got to look at who Noah was racing with. I've dealt with the same situation with the same driver. Uh, remember TJ at the truck in Martinsville? Were you uh, there for that? I think you were. Yeah, there. no. Are you talking about the guy that would just roll in there and run in? Or we're talking yeah. about Sage Carroll. Yes, that's still the <laughs> conversation. Remember at Martinsville, we were dealing with the same thing. I was pissed. Yeah. TJ is pissed. My crew chief was pissed, and. Almost the same result came of it, but it's you it just I I probably will have waited till the next corner. <laughs> but you I don't know if necessarily it was like a penalty because of what it caused after. Like maybe if it didn't wreck ten cars and whatnot, that he wouldn't have gotten that penalty. Because I watch people in the truck series intentionally wreck each other all the time. Like sixty one tried to do it to me at Mid Ohio. All I did was just crank front brake to it and just stop in the middle of the corner. And I was like, I ain't going anywhere, and neither are you. So. It's it's something that I see all the time in the truck series, and I think the penalty more so came because of what how many truck or how many cars got wrecked. The I don't only, think there's a penalty if the, no other. Oh no yeah, enough. I don't think so. Well, there wouldn't if he wasn't an idiot. Like here's the rule of thumb, Haley: <laughs> if you're gonna do this. Don't wreck yourself in the process. Yeah. Like that's the number one rule. Yeah. Like if you're gonna hook a guy, hook him and get rid of him. <laughs> Don't mess around and 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 half-ass do it and wreck yourself. Because if he just does it like like he probably should have done it. I think what he expected is to send him off to the left and he'd be out of the way and he would have went out of the way, but that's not how it worked yeah, out. You didn't, yeah, but like you said, it wouldn't have, it would not have been a penalty. I don't think if it nah. didn't wreck half the damn field behind yeah. him. Well, it makes it fun. This is something to talk <laughs> yeah, about. I mean, fun. fun for your turn one spotter. How do you think he would have called that wreck? Um, <laughs> he is retired. He is now an auctioneer. He had a turn one spotter. My, my guy would have called it like this. <laughs> he had a turn one spotter at, at Road, Road America, and he said the guy, go ahead and now what was he, he like? He just didn't shut the 
fucked up the whole race. <laughs> like in the turn one, to, like how'd it go? Play go racing. Yeah, it was like he was rattling off an arithmetic problem. Oh, man, that's the worst. And you yeah. can't key up to like tell him no, to even no, stop. And on channel two, I was like politely trying to tell him to shut the uh-huh. up. And he wasn't catching my hand. Oh, he couldn't hear you. My channel two guy couldn't hear me on channel My My turn one yeah, guy couldn't yeah. hear me on channel two. Oh. Last week. But it, I mean, look, road courses are fun. You had a great spotter experience this weekend mm-hmm. with your, your third spotter <laughs> since Tesla TJ couldn't make it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Rights and lefts are hard when they're driving at you. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know the spotter <laughs> game because I'm not a spotter, but um, one of my spotters uh, did call uh, them on the opposite sides. He's calling his right and left, not my right and <laughs> that's left. That's pretty so. smart of him. I mean, that's... <laughs> I, I don't know how, how the whole spotting game works, but... Well, uh, I can tell you it doesn't work like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a little correction. That was the first time I had to make that correction with the spotter. I think next time Jason Schultz should be your third spotter. Yeah, I'd be a great spotter. You think so? Yeah, no. I'd be so <laughs> he We're going to send Jason and Casey with Haley next time. He's got to be better at spotting than he is at catching a tennis ball. Yeah, I, I can tell you. I can oh, spot yeah, really His well. coordination is... <laughs> Jason, Jason listens a lot, so he probably could spot yeah. better than most people. This whole basketball thing that we have lined up just... I just literally took my bed off the table. <laughs> there's Did a, you see the height? Yeah, you realize there's I, I don't a height care. difference. Yeah. I mean, that, that there's probably a speed difference too. Uh, oh, now he's talking. Now it's talking. Now yeah, we're the trash uh, talking. Yeah, I mean, I'm not literally. <laughs> it's fine. Place your bets. What I would was your mess bet? With, I'm I would, Jason? I wouldn't mess with him. He's going to CrossFit now. Ben, run yeah. to Walmart he's real gonna, quick and pick us up a basketball goal <laughs> and <laughs> set it up in the parking lot. When the show's over, we're going to have a one-on-one. Why can't we can just go out to the gym one night, one day? and There's have, a gym right here. Where? Yeah, there is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah in the corner. Go down. Yeah. 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 We can go in there as soon as the show's over. <sighs> and I think Haley would beat both of y'all. Two-on-one. <laughs> I would be more worried about Haley beating me than Jason, for sure. <laughs> Jason, there's, with, Jason, I wouldn't he, take this. He well, has no choice. Technically, you guys are on the same team. team. We're on the same team. We're on the same shirt. Yeah. Yeah. TJ just doesn't look in the mirror. All right. Well, Haley, we've had fun. Let's go. Let's, okay. let's kick this show. Let's officially start this shizzo. Oh, So first, let's hear more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Are you thinking about selling your home? Well, you came to the right place. You got that right, Brett. The easiest and most convenient way to sell your home is with our friends at OfferPad. It takes less than five minutes to get the process started. Log on to OfferPad.com and fill out the form to tell them about your home. Once you submit that to OfferPad, they'll send you back a competitive cash offer within 24 hours. If you take that offer, OfferPad hooks you up with tons of perks, including selling without listing, no showings, picking your own closing day, a free local move by TJ, and a three-day extended stay. A cash offer, great perks, and a simple home selling process. OfferPad does real estate the way it should be. Easy. Yeah, we just raced in an OfferPad market this weekend in Atlanta, man. Buckhead, Midtown, awesome area. Griffin, Georgia, Hampton, Georgia, down there where we race. If you live there and want to make a move, or if you want to move there, use our friends at OfferPad. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Oh, here we f-ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ, um, uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for spot on, spot off. 
Chase Elliott's block on Corey LaJoy in turn two on the final lap of the cup race at Atlanta. What do you guys think about it? Go ahead, TJ. You're the blocking spot king. On, spot off. Spot CJ. on, man. You do what it takes to win the damn race. I don't – and I, I mean, spot on. I would have made the same damn move. I don't – it's for the win. And I don't – it's not like he turned the guy. Corey was trying to get out there the best he could. And if he – if Corey made it stick, he's going to have a damn good shot at winning the race. But – you do what it takes to win without just driving through a guy, which I don't think the block, it wasn't, wasn't as... It was a block. It was a block, but it wasn't like a... I hate that Corey wrecked outdoors, but I think the only reason Corey wrecked is Corey tried to make it stick anyway. And I would have too at that point. Corey did what he had to do because if he did make it stick, he might win the damn race. So spot on, got to do what it takes to win. I'm spot off for a Corey wrecking. And I mean, the thing is... Super impressive run for the seven car. This guy goes up there, has the lead, loses the lead to Chase Elliott, takes the lead back. I mean, they are literally fighting it out at what looked like 180 miles an hour at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Super impressed by what he and TJ Bell were doing together because obviously you're utilizing your spotter in that scenario, in that situation. But if you're Corey LaJoy, you cannot wreck on the last lap. You have to either wreck Chase Elliott or you have to not wreck yourself and you have to get a good finish because how many times is Spire Motorsports going to be in position to win a race? Obviously, they've won with Justin Haley, right? They've got one win under their belt. I mean, that's but it's, a- but it's not it's, – it was a rain delay deal. It's not like he went up there and battled to win it, right? But here's Corey LaJoy in a position to get himself – and his team a win. And I am just spot off for the fact that he wrecked. You cannot wreck in that situation because the stat sheet is going to show you finished 20th and nobody's going to really remember that. It comes yeah. down to, look, Chase Elliott's block. He did what he's supposed to do. Won 1,000%. Corey would have done the same thing. I hate to see that Corey wrecked. Yeah, I mean, you could see early in the race, I thought that the seven was really good. Like when guys got lined up, in that middle lane, like we've seen a lot of times, the seven could pull down and drive by three or four rows of guys in a corner. Obviously, you'd come back kind of accordion style. Most cars did that to yeah. you. Well, everybody did it to me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, you could tell early, but it just sucks for Corey. But I liked what both guys said after the race was over. You know, Chase said, Chase is like, listen, I'm not going to sit on the bottom and let the guy drive around me. He's like, that's not my job. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going to pick which lane I want to lose in. He's like, I'm going to throw a block and hope that guy don't wreck. That's what he did, and unfortunately, Corey wrecked. Corey on the flip side's like, hey, I'm going for it. You know, I, this is it. You know, now maybe going for it might have been just try to shove, you know, chase up the hill and get him out of line. Kind of like, he, yeah. you know, he kind of door slammed uh, Martin on that restart and kind of moved Martin up to get the lead off of two. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I don't I don't fault either one of them by any means, you know. Um, and, and, and Corey will learn from that. He's in a better position now next time going forward. I think the biggest mistake Corey made in this whole process was coming to, or taking the two to go. It's kind of the cardinal sin of plate racing. He let the nine that was outside. You don't, he didn't protect his right rear quarter down the front stretch and let the nine back to the outside of him. And that put the nine in control of what happened on the last lap. If you make that block and you hold the top, now you're kind of in control of what's going to happen here. And now you're, it's your decide. Are you throwing this block to block the nine and whatever? But, but you kind of took the control of the race and gave it to the nine in that situation by not blocking the top, which we've seen all weekend there was just pivotal. And you, you have to protect that right rear quarter. And unfortunately, coming to or just after they took two to go coming out of front, Corey let him back to the top. It's also it's a plate race, but it's also 
that place is a place you can throw a block and get away with it like that. Like you can, you can really, you can't get away. You would never get away with that block at Talladega. Like yeah. he, Corey would have got Maybe, around yeah. him. So, I really enjoyed spotting that race because at a plate track, Haley, we've got our binoculars up literally 95% of the lap. And there, I think I put my binoculars up five times all day. I mean, it was literally the naked eye because, and, and the thing was, it's like they were going slow. You know what I mean? From where our angle was and how high, well, I know bubble was going <laughs> slow, Freddie, but like, it's just like everybody was not like wide open. At the end of the races, we got more cloud cover and shade in turn one and two. You could tell they were ripping wide open. When but the one got it out was, front. It was a fun race to spot because I didn't have my binoculars up the whole time. Like I got to enjoy the race, even though I was spotting it. And we, and I talked as much yesterday as I probably ever talked to my wife. I had to change the battery. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And we, Look, I'm getting really good at getting my people through wrecks, man. Like, I'm getting good at it. So. Every wreck <laughs> yesterday was in the front. Like, it was, there wasn't a wreck where you were like, oh, spin behind not, you. Not everyone. I saw a couple back there by yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like, spin in front of you. Good luck. Yeah, so the, the wreck that caught me off guard really quick was Denny's in the three there. That I'm looking in front because we're 18th, 20th in that area. We're going to follow Denny back up through a little bit, and we're going to backstretch, and I'm like, I look back and there's smoke right in front of us. I'm like, oh Jesus, it was not. That's ideal. always fun. Yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. Okay, next one. Spot on, spot off. Ross Chastain makes contact in turns Denny Hamlin in turn four while battling inside the top five with 14 laps to go. And Denny says... As a driver, you make decisions. Eventually, you have to pay for those decisions you make. Freddie, spot on, spot off. <laughs> well... Danny's perfect. Danny's Danny's great. Danny's perfect. This is another stop on the Ross Chastain. Don't give a to her. And I think we've seen this twice yesterday. Twice yesterday, numerous times through the week. The one thing I'm happy for, we didn't get a bull apology out of him this week. Of I'm really sorry. It's kind of you know I don't. It's just I mean it's it seems like it's every week. And we say eventually somebody's going to give it back to him, and they don't. He comes out smelling like a rose again. Finishes second. Um, but this one here, I mean, in my opinion, I'm not a race car driver, but I've watched a lot of races in my time was pretty easily avoidable. You know, his, his excuse after the race was, you know, I just overestimated how much grip I had. Well, you've also got a gas pedal. Like if you see, you're going to, you've already drove in the middle of three and four and you're kind of creeping up the hill. You're losing grip. Obviously the car's getting tight. You're losing the nose. You could lift or at least get out of it and try to stay off the guy. But instead you just kind of. Stay in there and turn the guy in front of That's the whole field. That's way less exciting, just so <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is, and it just seems like week in and week out, this guy's doing everything he can to hurt his chances for winning a championship. I mean, I'm spot on. I mean, I, I, not that it... This, spot on to Rick and Denny? Or? Uh, no, just in general, because <laughs> this just adds to the 
adds to it, man. I mean, we saw Gateway. Um, <laughs> we Denny was one lap away from getting Ross parked, uh, which would have been that would have been. I will say uh, that would have been awesome if he accomplished that. But um, I mean, it's exciting. It's you know, I've been involved in plenty of scenarios with my with drivers in the past. We were usually in this position, and it's a lot of fun to watch when it's someone else. So <laughs> I'm spot on for the the rivalry that's kind of brewing right here. And uh, so, are you spot on for him wrecking Truex earlier in the race too? Um, I mean, I'm spot on for the aggressive driving, creating these type of moments that give us something to talk about. I thought you hate wrecking race cars. I don't. Martin came back and almost won the race. You say all the time, <laughs> I hate seeing Martin race didn't cars wreck. wreck. Martin came back and he almost could have. won. He could have, but been, he didn't. He, he could have flipped. Yeah, you could also get a flat tire in this parking lot, but you won't. You'll be. <laughs> I better not get a flat tire. <laughs> Your battery could die in this parking yeah, lot. You'll be getting a ride home with that battery. You better hope so. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm spot off for this, and and this is going to be a little bit of a rant, and I apologize for that. But Ross Chastain wrecked Denny Hamlin. Ross Chastain, after he wrecked Denny Hamlin, he hit Denny Hamlin. Ross Chastain, after he hit Denny Hamlin, he had to slow down. And after all this was said and done, NASCAR, under caution, put Ross Chastain all the way back up in the same position he was running in before he wrecked Denny Hamlin. So he caused the wreck. He was in the wreck. He slowed down as a result of the wreck. He did not maintain, quote, race speed. And then NASCAR let him drive by four or five guys that were not in the wreck and put them back in front of him. Because one of those, it's one of those was your car. Because it's a discretionary call on their part. And I just don't understand for the life of me how you have all this technology and all these replays and all these things in place, SMT data, you got it all, and you literally let this guy cause the wreck, be in the wreck, slow down for the wreck, and then put him back as an original running order. I, that's what I do not understand for the life of me. So yeah. I'm spot off for that part of it. The wreck itself, it's time for Denny to shut up and do something about it. He has been talking about it, and I know what he may be waiting on, which is if I were him, it would be a smart play. The playoff. A smart it wouldn't play. be right now. <clears throat> but now Playoffs. the scoreboard is two to Ross Chastain and zero to Denny Hamlin. So – I know what Carl Edwards did to Brad Keselowski. And I thought that wreck with Brad Keselowski and Carl Edwards back in the day was racing. I didn't think it was a wreck that warranted Carl wrecking Brad on purpose. But now we're in a position where Denny is – it's Denny's turn. What are you going to do? You think it's Denny's turn, but it might not be. It might yeah. be three We thought, we thought it was answer. Denny's turn after the last one. You know, I just – like Ross, in my opinion, is maybe uh, arguably – the most consistent fast car, like, and you look up front every oh, week, ridiculous. he's there. You know ridiculous. what I mean? And easily on speed, he would be easily one of my final four picks. But I would not bet a single dollar on that because we're not allowed for one. Uh, but two, like, <laughs> you just got to assume that nobody's going to let this happen right now. There's a line of people that would like to wreck cross that thing. Like, you cannot... You could not pick him to be the final four because of just how many enemies he's made just over the last two months. But if everybody's so mad at Ross Crashtain, <laughs> then why isn't somebody <laughs> swinging at him after the race? Well, because NASCAR security was lined up all around him yesterday. Did you see that picture? Those pictures were awesome. <laughs> Those pictures were truly awesome. I didn't see any of them. Were there a yeah. lot of people there? No, it was, na it was no, literally it was NASCAR, NASCAR security. security had them circled. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately. Guy's got his own security team now. <laughs> hey, I give it to him, man. I mean. He's going to need it. It gives us something to talk about, so. 
I'm I'm here for it. Is there any chance NASCAR steps in and says, Denny, you shouldn't reckon back? Or if you do in the playoffs, we'll penalize you? No, NASCAR, already, they already showed that they don't have that kind of authority because they threatened Denny at Gateway and then just let what was going on continue all race long. Because the first time Denny, you know, the first time Ross passed Denny, obviously Denny swerved at him, slowed him down. And and they're like, okay, Denny, you made your point. As we're catching him again, NASCAR's like, okay, 11, you've made your point. And then Denny continued to mess with him the rest of the race. And NASCAR didn't do anything to him. I mean, maybe they spoke to him afterwards, but there was no penalties then. So you've already shown that you're really not in position to do anything. I mean, now if now if Denny goes and intentionally wrecks him, something like what Noah did, and it ends up causing a big scene, maybe they've seen now you can they're going to penalize him. And and but I don't think that I there's think any Denny's retribution. Too coming. smart for that. I think oh, he's yeah. too methodical for that. I don't see this looking intentional. I see it looking like. Oh, well, I overestimated my grip level, too. Yeah. So did oh, you see 100%. what Denny was doing to him, like, middle part of that race? He he was, like, right on his left rear in turn one and two. Like I, I mean, saw that a couple times. And I, there's a, I, like, I couldn't quit watching it because it was so close that you're like, he might hook him to the bottom right here. Like, it was close looking. But did you know, like, what we talking about, when they wrecked a gateway, uh, Ross was one lap away from not making minimum and getting parked for, mm-hmm. you know, so... That would have been a home run had that had happened. That would have been. If I was watching, that's. I was like, I'm glad we're not racing anybody because I'm watching this <laughs> show yeah. right here. Yeah. I honestly would have never even thought of that. Like, man, this guy screwed me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him. Well, you just like, like Freddie at Charlotte. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna stay on the topic of Ross Chastain. Contact between Martin Truex and Chastain in turn two triggers a big wreck. Austin Dillon gets collected and says, "Just looks like we're another casualty of Ross Chastain again." TJ, TJ, you just said that no cars were wrecked when he hit Martin. No, I said Martin didn't wreck. Oh. No, <laughs> I saw Austin. So you were hit. okay with that wreck? No, I Austin hit hard. And I, I mean, did you see him hit? I saw the picture oh, of the softball. Oh, my gosh, man. I saw, the, I saw the three hit the wall, and I was like, oh, that had to hurt. So, um, yeah, spot off for that, you know, cars getting wrecked, that guy wrecking hard. Um, definitely another casualty of that style of racing and that seems to be a repeat offender yeah i thought this was it's still 100 percent ross's fault still 100 percent unnecessary it was less egregious than what he did to denny this was just an overly aggressive push yeah in, in the turn the one in the middle of the court into in, entry to middle He's, he never got off of them until yeah. they were wrecking um so it's 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 unnecessary at lap 92 of 260 whatever it was you know it's it's just i mean it wasn't i didn't think this was dirty i just thought it was unnecessary and and pretty stupid on ross's part chris rice had just told me that you can't wreck these cars <laughs> I mean, literally, he had just got it out of his mouth. You cannot wreck these cars because in the stage one, we were running about 12th, and we were kind of the last car-ish in that front group. And I said, look, man, we're not going to get a stage point. We're not going to pass two to three cars in a lap. Get out of here in case they wreck. And Chris Rice is like, they can't wreck these cars. Well, yeah, holy hell, did we wreck cars after that. I mean, mm-hmm. Ross Chastain wrecked twice after that. But no, I mean, look, it's uh, it's if you were in person at that race, I thought it was a great race to watch. I don't know how TV did with broadcast. I'm sure they did a great job. But Ross has got to stop wrecking people. I mean, how many is this? Yeah, I mean, I think you see. I think Bert, I watched the highlight of the Denny wreck, and Burton was kind of critical. Which Burton was be, would be one of the guys that is like, listen, you can't just keep doing this every week. Like, what what is your end game here? Sure, like, you can. I mean, you can, but you just added another five or six guys to the list. You know, there's six or seven cars in that wreck. You know, there's five more guys that are on the list of guys that are like, you know, 
you, you turn the 19, but now in, in, in return of that, you've pissed a three off because he's the only one that really got wrecked in the deal. So now the three's mad at him. You know, it's just, you just can't keep adding guys to the list of people that are pissed off at you. What happened with the 10? I seen the 10 was pissed off at him. <laughs> I seen there, there was a good quote there uh, from, they said it was a driver, but I think it might've been the spotter that it's, I can't really. It's definitely what, what, what was the food line thing? Okay. I missed the food line context. I don't know. Somebody, <sighs> TJ knows. So it's an actual, um, we have a lot of food lines around here. Food lines for you, those of you that are not in the South, it's a grocery store chain. Yeah. like We have a lot of food lines. What, I mean, great. You just made me type in food But somebody line. said <laughs> something about them meeting at a food line. Is so that I just was yeah. curious what it was about. Maybe they go to the same food line. Maybe they've uh, seen each other there They're before. going watermelon I shopping. am going to. I mean, Mike Harmon wanted to go to Applebee's, <laughs> but now we're going to food lines. I think Applebee's is much better. Choice. Food line, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bees on a date um, night. I think it's on NBC. <laughs> NBC right. definitely. Well, if we don't know what food line context was, I apologize. I just oh, saw on. somebody asking for it. it last night. I saw Joel ask if there was a food line next to Big Al's. So I don't know. I still don't know what it was about. Yeah. So I thought he was just joking because there is a food line right next door to Big Al's. Well, if I want one guy mad at me, it's Martin Truex. Okay, because he was mad Fox. at he was mad at Logano, and I still don't think he's paid him back. No, it's NASCAR and Fox. One second. Hang on. I'm gonna. You, you're one, gonna. When you hear it, Brett, you're gonna. <laughs> you're gonna know already what the uh, who it do is. Do you need and, the quote? No, you can hear the. If anyone get mad at uh, the DBC guys, just me at Bojangles. That's where they hang out. Bojangles. Yeah. That's right. Let's go back and listen to the chin car of Eric Almarola. They told Ross that we were frustrated. Like, yeah, I felt he pushing us, but he's like, I'm just doing what I can, you know. He's an idiot and he knows it. Go for it. Go for it. We'll be fine. He better hope I don't see him at food line. <laughs> That's that voice sounded familiar. <laughs> wow, we're gonna fight over in a shopping cart. Uh, <laughs> I've seen a lot of watermelon busted memes this week. I must say, Gal Gallagher, Gallagher was making the rounds on the on the gift circuit. I see Ross using a lot of DoorDash here soon. <laughs> wow. I mean, I just don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe Ross can explain it, but. I mean, you can't just piss off the half the series and expect to contend for a championship. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a Happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Door Bumper Clear fans. This is Mike Davis with Dirty Mo Media, and I want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First, NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise, so you can always buy with confidence. Second, RacingUSA.com automatically discounts every order in your cart, so you always get the best price. Third, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest pre-order prices, so you do not have to shop around for a better price. Fourth, RacingUSA.com ships all in-stock orders the next business day, so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the industry. And fifth, RacingUSA.com has a wide selection of current season hats, apparel, die-cast, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. You can find products that are not available elsewhere, like the exclusive 
door bumper clear. Justin Algar autographed diecast that sold out in less than two weeks. Fans, RacingUSA.com is door bumper clear's choice for NASCAR merchandise, and we want it to be yours as well. So whenever you need a new hat, t-shirt, diecast, helmet, or novelty to show your support for your favorite driver, we want you to shop at RacingUSA.com, where you are always somebody special. So Michael Waltrip's tweet about adding banking to tracks to make more plate races. What do you think about that? So Michael Waltrip tweeted, 10 years ago, I suggested to NASCAR we add banking to the California Speedway and make it a plate race, a piston cup heads west. I was told by an important guy that's a dumb idea. Watching Atlanta makes me ask, who's dumb now? Great job, Marcus Smith. Brett, spot on, spot off. I'm spot on. I mean, look, I think, you know, drivers and spotters and content people, Jason, we all have great ideas, and some of them just aren't ever going to come to life. I personally think Fontana was a crappy track when it was built. Like, it did not put on good racing. It was 3,000 miles from home. Like, it was all – it was in the middle of a steel factory. It wasn't pretty in that area yet. Like, all the reasons why we went out there, we all were like, bleh. And then they took Darlington, one of our prestigious races, the Southern 500, away and gave it to that track. So – we, none of us liked Fontana at the time. Now, Fontana in today's world is one of the best racetracks we go to. That area is awesome. Like, it's a lot better. Fontucky what we used to call it. Um, but, I mean, look, you know, Michael was kind of onto something. He wanted to make it exciting because 10, 15 years ago, it wasn't exciting. I just wish we knew who the executive was. Because 10 years ago, the big dog was Mike Helton. And I know Mike Helton didn't say it was a dumb idea. But there were some other big dogs around him. I'm just curious which one said it was a dumb idea. But – Looking at Atlanta Motor Speedway, I miss old Atlanta because it was a driver's racetrack. Now, when you look at the fact, no disrespect to Corey LaJoy, but when you look at the fact that he can be up in the front contending to win the race, it tells you that we're wide open and that handling isn't that important and you're, you got more parity in the field, right? Which NASCAR likes that idea. Um, but I, I – Look, if I if I were a ticket holder yesterday and, and I asked the question before the race, how much were tickets today? And the majority of people said one hundred and nine dollars is what they paid. If I paid one hundred and nine dollars to sit on a metal bleacher in ninety five degree heat to watch that race, I actually had a good time. I don't know if I would agree with you there. I don't know if I would have had a good time watching that. And then maybe it's just because of the fact that I Got to watch most of it because I was a half a straightaway behind everybody. One time, Freddie came. Freddie was standing beside of me, TJ, and they raised the hood, and I was like, Freddie, what are you doing? He said, we just pitted for four tires and four shocks. <laughs> <laughs> we, we made some pretty big swings at her yesterday. Um, but listen, you know, and I was wondering about must from Fontana because I didn't I'm like, the last seven or eight years I've been around, Fontana is like my favorite racetrack. It's so I'm awesome. glad they didn't do that. I'm just, I didn't know it was terrible back in the day. And I'm with you. I'm, I'm more of a kind of a racing purist where Atlanta was one of my favorite tracks. We harp on here all the time about tire wear and, and strategy of the race. And, and Atlanta was one of the biggest tracks for that because the tires wore out. But unfortunately, the surface needed to be redone. And I'm hoping that as we trend back, you know, just as this place weathers a little bit, we trend back towards that a little bit and the tires start wearing again and we have more of a traditional mile and a half race. Uh, my, my biggest issue with yesterday's race is just it's so dependent on track position. Uh, we saw it Saturday. We saw it Sunday. If you're, you know, at some point in the run, everybody's going to get single file. And if you're from, I mean, you were stuck in fourth on Saturday. I was stuck in seventh. 
Couldn't do anything. If you pulled out a line, you were going to the back of that line, however long it was. Um, so it's unfortunate. We see that at Daytona. We see it at Talladega, obviously, when they feel like they want to single out and ride around a little bit. But we just can't – we definitely can't add more racetracks to where we just all get single file and ride around, and you have to sit and – you have to stay in line because the penalty is if you get out of line, you're going to the back of whatever line that was. Luckily for us, we tried to make some stuff happen on the last lap there, and there was only seven or eight cars in our pack, so that's where we finished, seventh and eighth or sixth and eighth, wherever Brett was. But you, you just you just literally – if you're behind 10th or something, you're just locked into where you're at, and you can't go anywhere, and there's not a move to be made really. I am spot on for the Atlanta. If that place wears a little bit, it could be a homestead. It, you know, uh, to me, it could be a homestead. And we like those type of racetracks. Just for reference, last year at Atlanta, Corey LaJoy finished 29th, six laps down. That's about where he finished yesterday. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know. He's on a lead lap. <laughs> um, that, uh, that's just the difference now. I mean, it's definitely, it's turned into a wild card race. Honestly. If you're, if you're a spotter. Right. Spotting a road course is the easiest thing to ever exist. You got one corner. You, you, you do very little. Even at Sonoma, where you can see 90% of the racetrack, you still aren't like spotting your butt off. Like yesterday, spotting our butt I mean, we now have six. Well, Freddie, I'm sorry. You weren't spotting your butt <laughs> off. Um, we now have six plate races, essentially, Maybe on the more. schedule. And how many road see courses? see how Michigan is. Yeah, we'll see how Michigan is. Yeah, but Michigan's been narrow. You know what I mean? Like, but it's we're been slowing down. We're slowing down. We're not running 208 miles an hour getting into turn one anymore. I still don't think you're going to use the racetrack above where they've been running much. It's so gray up there, and I don't think we use it. But I think Michigan's going to look a lot like the Michigan truck races do, which are, I feel like, very similar to plate races where, you, you know, you're, you're use a lot, utilizing the draft a lot more. Massive runs. What yep. do you think the worst track now is for racing? New one? Hampshire. No. <laughs> well, it might be. We don't know yet. But, like, from what we've run, a mile and a half track. What's the worst track? Mile and a half. Texas. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that. <laughs> you know they. It used to be really good, but there's like three miles of racetrack that we don't touch there now. Um, that reconfigure was was doomed. Do you remember the first when we first went out there? Like the first time oh, we yeah. went out there, and we it was all McMurray. wrecked. McMurray, McMurray, McMurray was, was the first, the first car, car and Danny in that corner. was the next one. We all just went in the corner and all wrecked. They were all <laughs> McMurray went to turn off into one and what he was in like the eighth lane. Like he like it was where you go when you have a flat tire right now. Like it wasn't even close <laughs> to where you should be. It was they all missed it. Everybody. I just remember like the first practice, like everybody just hung a left at the start finish line and like rode the grass line into turn one because you couldn't get it. It was like being on ice. Yeah, it was like because well, McMurray went in there and tried to arc it. Oh, Texas, I'm an this corner. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> you want to bet? Yeah. So, yeah. Watching on TV, I think last year I would have not watched the Atlanta race 90% watching the TV. I watched most of that race on TV. So I think if you're trying to capture attention from a different demographic to watch the race, that's the race. To but have I'm talking about even like race. at the end, like the last 30 laps, you ran around there single file you're just glued to that. Well, yeah, compared to if it was like Kurt Busch with a five second lead, I'm not, I'm not going to watch that, but I was going to watch this knowing that something could happen. The wreck could happen. It did. It, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and look, the drivers control it being single file. Hmm. You know, they, they, they watched all those exactly. wrecks play out, and then they realize, okay, there's 30 laps to go. I put myself in jeopardy to wreck if I race like crazy, or I have to be patient until it's time to go. And then that's what they do. They, it had they a play decide. race ending feel. Like you could feel it, like the end of Xfinity race. You could feel it building up, like who's going to take the run and when are they going to do it. You don't have that at a at other mile and a half. And you like still that. had Kurt Busch back there trying to make something happen every now and then, yeah. you know, because he was the guy that was 17th, 18th. But, I mean, I, I'm a 
if I'm a race fan and I watch that in person, I think that's a good race for Atlanta. I it's think definitely so. packed up. I mean, they're, they're did you all, watch race at all? Yeah. What'd you I mean, think? And, I, and I truly think, Haley, like NASCAR last year with the rules package they were trying to go to, I think they were trying to get us where we raced like that at all the mile and a half. So I think they wanted Vegas to look like that. They wanted Atlanta, Texas, all those places to look like that. But that rules package was an epic fail and it did not. This rules package, this card, this tire, it's what they wanted with last year's package. With yeah. the whole high downforce, high drag, low horsepower, and we scream on here, we want more horsepower as racers. But the TV broadcast yesterday was exactly what the NASCAR brass committee wanted. I, wa- I missed the side draft. There's not much side draft anymore. Like, not as much. And you, what I, one thing that does counteract that is you can run closer in the corner. Like, you can run, go a lane higher. In the wake, the wake's not as big as, as the old car. But did it you like the race? Like, it, it looked like, too, that if you ran almost too close to the wall, that there was more drag there. A penalty. In these cars. Like, you couldn't get right up against the fence and get some of those massive runs like we've seen Dale Jr. get at the old Daytona, right? Because he would literally be painting the fence. And off of two, here come Dale Jr. with way more momentum. It almost looked like if you got this particular car too close to the wall, it slowed you down some. Yeah, it's it's almost turned into like watching a Daytona. That's why I feel like you're watching kind of the last 30 laps of Daytona. You kind of know something's brewing up to happen, a wreck, a big wreck. But I don't know. I didn't get to really race at Atlanta. It's a race that I got, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. got hit by the 91 on like lap eight, caught on fire. So it wasn't a great deal for me. But I wish I would have been able to get more laps there to actually experience racing it. But just from watching it, Looking back at the truck series race there, I think like the guy in 17th had like the whole body was ripped off of it. Like every panel, Mm, like it just. Did Ross run that race? (laughs) (laughs) Like it just, there was so many wrecked trucks that race because you get, they're not cup guys racing. They're guys in the truck series. So it's a lot, you're not as intelligent when you're kind of at that level. So I feel like there's a lot more opportunity for people to make decisions and they were just taking every opportunity and you saw kind of how it ended. But when you get in the Cup Series, you have a little more, a little more brain on your side and experience. You just kind of sit back and stay in line until really that one person decides something happens. Yesterday on the straightaways, they could literally be running ten to fifteen miles an hour faster and just nail you from behind. Mm-hmm. And did it you did see how hard it just Truex, knocked you mm-hmm. knocked you out there? Did you see how hard Truex hit Corey at the end of the backstretch near I, the end I, there? Did I you didn't see that? See mm-hmm. that particular one? Oh but I'm gosh. telling you all day long, I was like, if you hit each other on the backstretch, it's fine. You can hit each other as hard as you want to hit each other. Yeah, you know what? Back I couldn't to, hit anybody. No, he couldn't for sure. But like Chris Rice made that comment, they can't wreck, dude. I you saw guys wrecking by themselves again. You know, like the forty-eight. I think Christopher Bell wrecked by himself off Bell. of four. Yeah. So you got plenty. A couple guys off of turn two still lost it by themselves. Briscoe lost it off two by you know just alone. So these guys have their hands full in there at times too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So we're going to hop onto the pit crew side of it. Joe Gibbs Racing swaps two members on Bubba Wallace's pit crew with two members on Christopher Bell's pit crew. So then Dave Moody tweeted after that, if I'm Christopher Bell, I'm not feeling like a high priority right now. Hashtag no pit crew love. Denny quote tweeted that and said, what makes you say that, Dave, especially without knowledge of why changes were made? Chemistry, speed, leadership experience is what makes up a successful pit crew. Some teams have two or three of those, but not all. Perhaps by mixing a few from one to another, it helps get all four. Freddie, spot on, spot off. 
I mean, spot off for Moody's comments. I mean, what a it's kind of caused a bit of a show last week. Um, but I mean, especially somebody like Moody who should understand the situation a lot better. I mean, this is no different than changing your line, starting lineup in a baseball team or changing the lines of your hockey team. Like, listen, we didn't swap. They didn't take the entire 23 pit crew and the entire 20 pit crew and just swap them. Um, they took the front changers off our car, swapped them with the front changer on the 20. The 20 got a new rear changer that wasn't even on either one of the teams uh, going before last week. I think he had been subbing. And it's just a move to see if certain guys work better with other guys because obviously it's been no secret the 23's had its struggles. But by no means, you know, the, the 20 has quietly had a lot of issues of their own. I mean, there's been a lot of loose wheels. They, they've, they've, I've seen them come back to the pits three or four times with Wasn't loose wheels. Wasn't that quiet this weekend? Yeah, I mean, they had, you know, they had another issue again this week. But it's, I don't understand where you're coming from saying, you know, I saw a lot of people last week just, oh, what, Joe Gibbs is just trying to screw over Christopher Bell right here. And it's like, nah, I don't understand that. I could, if you said that we're taking the entire 23 team that struggled and swapping it with this great 20 pick crew, yes, then I would say, yeah, that's, that's not right for Bell. But all they did was move some pieces around and try to improve both teams yeah i don't i'm i'm uh spot off for the comments if those guys are if you're swapping two teams that are just average right now just trying to find something better what's that's the point of trying to get better right you can't stay I mean, the everybody same. does this penske had a big shakeup earlier this year i think they swapped the two and the 12 teams you know this kind of happens everywhere we go it's just bigger news this week because everybody wanted to jump on it yeah it happens every year at time at some point i think the big thing is here it's joe gibbs racing and and 2311 racing it's not the same team it is obviously the pit crews are supplied by the same source which is joe gibbs racing but for joe gibbs racing to make the change and for people to think they're doing the change to make a Joe Gibbs racing team worse is stupid. Like how can you honestly be a member in this industry and think that Joe Gibbs racing just did something that would be detrimental to his own team? That is a pretty ignorant statement. If I have to say so myself, because if I'm going to manage Brett Griffin racing, Brett Griffin racing is going to be the most important thing that I care about every single day. Even if I partnered with TJ majors racing, I'm not going to care about TJ Majors Racing as much as I do Brett Griffin Racing. So for you as an industry person to think that Joe Gibbs Racing is screwing his own team up. There's an award for that. There's an award for that. (laughs) (laughs) What an idiot. You you saw this. And then then they had problems. They they had a wheel getaway last week. And now Adam's. Well, I guess Adam's not. Already suspended. It's like a. It's a. Uh, maybe it's a committee thing. The committee. The has committee to has to decide if he's suspended because he lost it on pit road, not the racetrack. Um, oh boy! But you know, it, I don't think going back. I'm pretty sure that that was the new the new rear changer that that had that incident on the left rear. So it wasn't anybody from the 23 teams. I'm sure that was getting ready to blow up. I haven't looked, but well, I'm, I'm sure just going to show media. you this picture right here. Mm. I got a picture where this Christopher Bell is not in his pit stall. He is in Ross Chastain's pit stall, and his tire is not even in the same pit stall. It's in a different pit stall. So let me tell you something. That is a loose wheel, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what the committee is going to rule, but that is a loose wheel. That is not a loose wheel. That is a... Uh, that is a wheel that is no that longer is, on the race car. Okay? <laughs> it came off and passed to the car. Yeah. 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 So it is not... It's definitely... It's the wheel's <laughs> off. <laughs> the wheel. The wheels have fallen off. Much <laughs> like this show every... I uh yeah I don't that's uh yeah definitely the wheel is not attached 
Yeah, I, and I don't like you would assume that's a penalty. I don't know what because the penalty used to be on the racetrack, right? Like it was, it had to be come off on the racetrack was a guarantee yeah. penalty. And then we saw obviously see people rolling down pit road and the wheel comes off. So now they had to bring in this discretionary penalty. So you've probably had one of these already. What is it? <laughs> uh, well, I lost the only time I've actually lost one was at Coda on the racetrack. So that was a four week vacation that, for Booty. that wheel might have traveled further no that I think, wheel smoked that porta potty you remember that like <laughs> if you remember imagine somebody Gosh, was in you there imagine being in there sound like a bomb went off oh damn speaking of a <laughs> show she show what's up dirty mo media fans this is indycar driver connor daly and comedian joey molinero and we're speed street dirty mo media's newest podcast we dive into the latest happenings in IndyCar, NASCAR, and F1 every week, as well as life on and off the track. Speed Street is available now on all major podcasting platforms. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Speed Street Pod. Engine, engine number nine. I'll tell you, if they don't hurry up and pick this track, I'm going to run out of beer and cigarettes. Okay, so TJ, look at the date all the time. Why don't we tell you this date? Hey, Freddie, just letting you know we got the beige GMC out in the parking lot in case you want to have Bubba come out and hit us like you said everything out on the track. So. Hey now, Jason, got a message for you. Get out of Dillard's ass. Reaction Theater starts now. First of all, big congrats to Parker Kligerman. Nobody deserves it more. Dude works his ass off getting in anything he can and just running the best he can. Huge congrats to him. But I'm going to give a big attaboy to Zane Smith. Prior to this race, didn't really have an opinion either way. Good driver. Eh. He gives me hope that that truck series is not full of darts with no wings out there. Attaboy, Zane. I hate to burst her bubble. <laughs> it's not full, but it's pretty it's pretty it, close. It, it is one feather away from tipping over. Yeah. I mean, it, we, I wish they could just put a camera on every corner of, of Haley's truck. Well, I saw just, yesterday that Haley obviously got her second top 10 in the series. I'm like, how many would she have if these idiots would stop wrecking her? We had, what was the other like, one that we were just at two races ago? I had another SRX race in between it. Um uh, Nashville. Nashville, yeah. yeah. We've had one there. Uh, Guts the str- fly that out. wasn't even in Jump. the corner. That was on the front stretch, you know, just straight run into. Just straight idiots. And so yeah. I talked to that kid. Um, I have Max. another. Yes. So I have another friend who uh, previously raced in the K&M West Series. His name is Ruben Garcia. Um, and he was over at our house. He's, he was teammates with my boyfriend. And so he just came over to hang out. And apparently that's a consistent thing with that kid. Even down the Mexico series, he just junks everyone. And so no one really, everyone just, he gets wrecked like every other race because of what he's done previously. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's consistent. Yeah. <laughs> he fits in the truck series. Yeah. There's yeah. really no credentials. Like you came up from the K&N series. You have wins in the K&N series. So half these people, I don't even know where they come from, and they get in these trucks. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, <coughs> Jesse, would you? Oh, gosh, he had a good race, <clears throat> yeah, super exciting. Um, but they don't, there's no K and wins, there's no half of them don't have Arca starts or anything, and they're just truck racing and crashing for 17th legit every week. And that's not that's not what it used to be. Jason's gonna kill me, Haley, because we're in the middle of reaction theater. Well, oh, yeah. SRX, you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Are those cars as tight? to drive as they look like because they look really tight. I mean, a little bit. They're not that... I thought it looked loose off. 
it so you'll get tight center a little loose off they're kind of just a little bit more skatey like they're just kind of like not in the track as much as like a normal stock car would be but it's, it makes it fun because you kind of have to just go out there and just do your thing and you're given what you're given and it's mostly similar to what everyone else is given uh you're allowed to make little changes like me and uh tony um when i was racing there were making the exact same changes because we kind of had the same feedback so uh, our cars were kind of reacting the same ways and it was cool to be able to experience that and like try little things that you see oh this person didn't make that change so you know they're going to be a little bit tighter in the center so you're only 20 do you have to google who these guys even are no no I know I know quite a few of them I sat <laughs> I down bet, with Bill I Elliott I bet you know Paul Tracy <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sat down with Bill Elliott talking to him and he's like man like the day we got power steering <laughs> I'm like damn like it's, it was just crazy talking to him about like how it was back in like the 70s 80s and just everything that he experienced and his opinion of what NASCAR is now. Had you like, million dollar bill. How'd you like Stafford? It was actually That's pretty one fun. Of my it was favorite cool. Places. Yeah, for a short track, I feel like there's so many short tracks that are so similar. And it's cool when you can actually go to a short track where it has some characteristics where you can use the apron, kind of uh, go on and off the apron like halfway, and it helps you turn. Or you, if you're a little loose off, you can be fully on the apron. Like there's cool things that you can do at that track to help your car and so that's why i feel like where the trucks i saw my buddies from the black flag podcast were harassing you all day long so somehow i ended up in a snapchat uh like a group chat with them um from one of my friends that's a that's a very dangerous place i don't know how i did and one of them said that they had my number Uh, and he's like right this is your number i'm like that's my mom's i'm like you probably got that off google is what i'm guessing buddy okay like you didn't get that from one of us (laughs) brian's gonna kill you if you text my mom (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Oh, God. Yeah, that would... Yeah. I wouldn't recommend (laughs) doing that. Jason, call to... You know, I'm not even someone who roots against Chase Elliott. But dear God, NBC, NASCAR, stop trying to shove him down my damn throat. (laughs) The 35 cutaways to the Dawsonville pool room today, insufferable. Insufferable. And I get it. He's NASCAR's most popular driver. I get it. The problem is... Far too often, NASCAR acts like he is the only driver, and that has to change. Didn't Chase Elliott say he's never even been to this pool room? He did go. He shot something with Dale there. I know he had it. He's got so it. He has yeah, they shot now. something there. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they okay. did it. I mean, they did it. When, when he won the championship, they did like a tour by there and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, mean, I think it's a cool I heard story. that they keep showing. I heard. Yeah, Rutledge was at the pool room during the race. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they did pan to it when I was watching the end of the race. Because like at some a point, lot. it's a lot. It's it's a long cup race. Like I gotta get stuff done on like my Sunday, <laughs> and so like I'll step away a little bit. And like when I came back for um, the last portion of the race, they did pan to it, and it was a little like like a little crickets <laughs> in the room. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw Twitter where people were look. I mean, Chase is the modern day Dale Junior. He's got the biggest fan base. It's his home state. It's his home track. Big win. He's obviously running well. He wins the race. What do you want the narrative to be about? Yeah, and I don't mind stuff like that. I remember back in the day when they had the old yeah. Dale and Dale show at Daytona, mm-hmm. and they showed poor Martha sitting in the van, like, balling Nervous. nerves, yeah. wanting to just puke all over the place, it seemed like, uh, yeah. watching that race come to an end. So I'm good with stuff like that. Maybe not to the extent that they showed it to where people were complaining they showed it too much, but... I would say it for the like end with, yeah. if you win, show it like that. People but I, are going to complain cool. no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. No kidding. I think it's cool they still do that as tradition, especially since it started you know, with his dad back in the day. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I think it's cool. Whatever. There's he's, only he's, one bad thing about the Dawson Hall, the Dawsonville pool room. I heard they don't have beer. Yeah, like, they don't. Nope. What the? 
What? I thought this was a bar. Was this a this is a, like a Bible school? Uh, room? I don't know. It's an arcade. Why <laughs> is Garrett Smithley on the track? Why is this 15 car racing Rick Ware? Why do you do this? I hate you all so much. You're moving chicanes literally every week. We're on a super speedway race. You, for some reason, don't just get out of the way. And now you've taken some of the best cars out. Jesus, TJ's out. Byron's out. Uh, ah! TJ, you were out. Oh, we got. <laughs> I know you got damaged. We got clipped. We missed the wreck. I know man. you hit me, you jackass. <laughs> did I? When we came down the hill. I, we, we got knocked from behind down into you. I don't. Did we ever hit you? Yeah, hit me in the left uh, rear. We got, you guys hit each other a lot. It's because we we're racing around each other a um, lot. <laughs> yeah, we. We were going to miss the wreck, and the 34 gets into the back of 38 and turns the 38 down the track into us, hooks us. We go back up the track. We don't hit the wall, and it's just hope you don't hit anything. We ended up right near each other at the uh, near the entrance of Pitt Road. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, – I didn't really see how the wreck started. I'm not 100% sure this was – The 15 stopped in the middle of three and four. No, he didn't stop. He got – he about lost. He lost it. He got just wrecked. Yeah, he just lost. So what's the difference? I mean, he, he lost. He was, yeah, he was wrecking and lost. But so. I mean, what's the difference between him doing that and Christopher Bell losing it? Well, I think earlier in the race he stopped on pit road, caused a frantic mess there. Okay, well, if you want, then that's a different story. But like that, you can't. I'm, this guy's I don't upset get mad. at Rick Ware Racing. But I mean, then be upset at, at you know JGR for Christopher Bell wrecking too, because that could have very easily happened at the same point. So you know, guys are out there driving. If they wreck, they wreck. I mean, it could. At least it makes it exciting, right? Why did the 51 of Cody wear a wreck when the other wreck happened? I hope he had a flat. Because I saw I didn't him. See it. Like the you 18. Didn't see it. it was the 18 that wrecked, right? The 18 kind of wrecked around Cody, and then five seconds later, Cody just shot up the racetrack. I'm like, where's he going? And the know. 18 wrecked. He was looked like the 51 got loose and gathered it up and was just rolling around the apron under yellow. And then all of a sudden, when like we were going to blend off a of two, he was backwards, like he was spinning back to the right. Up and backed into the wall. And I'm, That's I'm, weird. I'm hoping I'm, I'm going to just give him the benefit of the doubt and say he blew a tire and didn't do something stupid. Yeah, it, it'd be really weird to go right up the racetrack. I think Garrett Smithley is an awesome dude. I just hate that some of those guys like Garrett Smithley don't ever get a chance to show whether or not they can compete. So Garrett was going to be my one idiot, but we'll just get into it now. So He Garrett, drove a good race to that point. He, he did, but here's where I have an issue with it. He went into turn three and lost it. You know, he lost it, got loose, had to check up. The 42 got in the back. We all piled in the back of him because he's checking up yeah. and we're all running wide open. And he gets on the radio and just says, well, the 42 just dumped us. No. Uh, yeah, no. This is at least the second time that I know of that he's a little too quick to the you trigger. You know, I did see a replay of the wreck, and I actually, for the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, the 42 got into him, but I think he was losing it before the 42 Yeah, oh, he was him. losing it way before the 42, and it's just yeah. like, I know you try to pass the blame. I've seen this firsthand before. Um, maybe <laughs> just maybe just stay off <laughs> well, the button until you, you know what happens. Kansas or where, Chicago, yeah. where was that, Kansas? Yeah, I really wrecked the hell out of him. You did. Yeah. <laughs> and imagine that the second time that chase elliott has thrown a bad block in two seasons at super speedway races and wrecked someone into the outside wall no i l did not like who he did it to the first time but really i mean lajoy was there his spotter should have known that he was coming with a run do better chase elliott you golden boy i got an award for this guy too 
That. I mean, Chase knew he was there too. He just wasn't, so you know. just for the record, he wasn't there. He was still behind him and moved up. I mean, you can't say this is a bad block when the guy won the race. A bad <laughs> block gets you wrecked. I think he got there. I think he got outside of him a little bit. But I mean, I he got outside of him because, but Chase just kept moving up. And, and listen, and, and that's not on the spot either because when they're that close like that, we're calling outside. Chase was doing what he had to do and was going to do it until he saw the seven go up high enough. And yeah. then as soon as he got him up high enough, what did he do? Hung a hard left because he was about a half a car length from Ross being down from Ross there. Ross getting inside of him. Yes. Yeah. So I mean that that's that's what, two good blocks in my opinion. That's, that's not a bad that's, block. And guess who? What's Brett always say? What do you do when you win? Get kiss, the, kiss the girl and get the trophy. That's right. I don't know, Haley. When you win, who are you going to kiss? <laughs> Actually, I like. Never mind. <laughs> Oh, okay. Is there a song for that? Well, well, I, I kissed a girl. You remember taste of her cherry chapstick. Do you guys remember back in the day Stop. when we used to be on TV? We're gonna get canceled. <laughs> oh man! Didn't you just go to a Katy Perry concert? I did. You he's did. Vegas. Did. He's like, hey, let's he's go to a Katy Perry. Huge fan. Hey, he's like in Vegas. He's like, hey, we're gonna go to a concert tonight. I'm like, all right, who are we gonna see? Because last time it was like Nickelback, and I forget. Usually it's like Blake or Gwen. Maybe. Maybe. He's like, we're going to see Katy Perry. And no I'm like, way. I'm going to the bar. I'm not going to see Katy Perry. Have she fun. She was really good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you guys go to the Molly Crew concert in Charlotte? No, I didn't even know they I were went. here. It was so awesome. So I love pissed. like 80s rock music. I don't think I was even in town. Oh. It was Poison. Poison, Molly, Molly Crew, Def Leppard. Oh, Def Leppard. Mm-hmm. Pour some good. sugar on me. It was really good. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> Missed it. <laughs> you would have kissed a girl and liked it. Holla. You guys, as a Harvick fan, I am so happy right now. I was starting to get a little depressed, feeling like, man, even if there aren't any new winners, Harvick can't really get in here. <laughs> and then Joe Gibbs Racing goes out and puts members of Bubble Loss's picker on Christopher Bell. <laughs> and they go like two stops and they can't even change a tire. Do you realize if Harvick merely finishes 15th every week, he's going to make the playoffs? Because they can't put him on a tire. This guy's high. Unfortunately for that idiot, uh, it wasn't a member of the 23 crew that had any issues there. So good try. It was working. That was uh, was a funny clip, though. It was still funny. He was laughing laughing the whole time. Yeah, that's good. You should make people send you the videos of them actually, like. God, no. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine what some of that looks like. (laughs) This guy guy entertains himself a lot. You can tell. You can tell. Yeah. Man, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure Ross Chastain sucked off a leprechaun. (laughs) Jesus. The dude's doing his best Bob Barker impersonation, playing Plinko through the entire damn field. His front end's more fixed up than Whitney Dillon's, yet he's finding a way to finish in the top five. Battling for the lead. What in the hell is going on? Please give me this guy's phone number. <laughs> he said he sucked off a leprechaun. That was there, oh there is three or four sayings a, in this one. <laughs> oh my god, that guy was funny. Oh, that's the funniest guy's ever called in. I don't know what to say about that one. Oh my god, that's a good one. Jason, go- send me the audio clip. I want to make that a ringtone. I just want to hear that guy. Are we allowed to air that? Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Are you? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I was offended, so we definitely can air it. <laughs> I don't know if you can say. Oh, yeah. Yes, you can. It's a leprechaun. <laughs> it's, no, that's not what he's talking about. You oh. were laughing too hard. You missed half of it, probably. Uh, yeah, did you hear the rest of it? <laughs> I heard half of it. 
Oh my god, that was the front half or the back half? (laughs) Jeez, oh man, that guy. I wonder if he has even drank anything. Oh. Okay, and for you guys to have a chance to leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm-doorbumperclear and click the message icon. We'll play the best one each week on the show. Offer pad question of the week. What's the most fun thing about the home you guys grew up in? Well, so I, I Brett, grew up in a lot of homes. I grew yeah, well, Brett grew up in Pageland. Houses. So there's What's not Pageland? a lot that yeah exactly That's, yeah, it's this town I mean, you don't speed through going to Darlington. You know? Oh, it's one yeah, of them. There's two it. towns. Yeah. What is it? It's spelled. It, it, no, 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 <laughs> Stop. The two towns you don't speed through. M C B E E. How do you say that? McBee. It's not how you say it. It's McBee. <laughs> Damn California it's, it's, it's McBee. McBee. No, it's, it's McBee. It's McDonald's and McBee. It's McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. What do you say, Jamie? Mac Murray. Mac Mac Murray. No. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, so continue. What what is there? What was awesome about your home in Pageland? Well, there's I a gigantic up. gun shed next door. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean. Probably my biggest memory of Pageland is um, we were living in a single wide trailer right there in town, and my brother, oh God, got pulled over by the cops. Are you gonna tell this whole story? I'm gonna tell it real quick. Okay. So I'm in the fourth grade. All right, I'm laying in bed. It's the middle of the night, and I hear something <laughs> under the trailer. Oh my God! Right? And you're like, man, what the hell is that noise? Well, a few minutes later. Somebody knocks on the door. I'm glad we got sound effects for this. Okay, so here's the front door knocking. (laughs) So my mom goes to the door. All right, I creep around. I can kind of see through the living room. My mom opens the door, and it's a cop. And he goes, hey, Miss Griffin, how are you? Good. All right, we had somebody jump out of a car, and they ran this way. Is there any chance you you, they came over here, you heard anything or anything like that? She's like, (laughs) nah, nah, I hadn't heard or seen a thing. And I'm like, there's something under the trailer. You know what I mean? That's what I'm thinking in my head. So mom shuts the door and I look at her. She's like, go to bed. And I'm like, she knew. I'm like, oh my God. So I go to bed. So fast forward five more minutes later, there's a knock. It's on the back door. And I'm like, oh, we're under attack. She opens the door and it's my brother. And long story short, he had run from the cops. Right. I mean, this is 1983, so you could kind of do that back then. They didn't have helicopters <laughs> on Pageland. They was, didn't have German shepherds to chase you in Pageland. I was one years old, just for the record. They probably didn't even have but one cop in Pageland. It just so happened he was working. Um, but now, growing up in Pageland, it was about the memories. It wasn't about the house. Um, we had a we had a little porch. My sister, obviously, in a wheelchair. We had a ramp that was built, um, and I played a lot of games on bicycles and skateboards on that ramp. But Pageland's the best place in the world to grow up. And then when you turn like 15, you're like, I got to get the out of here so what, fast what did he I do can. mom took him to the police department the next morning and turned oh, him in God. <laughs> this strict man you mm-hmm. wouldn't have any trouble believing this story if you knew tony or tony's kids actually <laughs> <sighs> my brother's an angel today he's a, he's literally an angel he that passed, sounds like he got it all out he passed a baton <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my I, so I grew up. I kind of moved around a lot growing up. But two houses I remember. We used to have these really big hills right next to our house. So me and my brother, we were young. 
I don't know, eight, nine years old, something like that. And we would race big wheels down there. And I would always let John get ahead of me and then just wreck the dog food out of him right at the bottom. Like we would go down the hill and then like hang a hard right into our driveway. And right at that right turn, I'd square his ass up and T-bone him, try to flip him over. But he did get me back because he, I think I told him on here before, but he, the next time they didn't tell me, my sisters had one of them like um, little tykes cars, the red and yellow ones. And they're like, if we stick you down in there and push you down the hill, it'll be funny as hell. And I was like, all right, good. So I jump in this thing. I've, I've never seen it before. Nothing. Get in there. They shove my fat ass down the hill, which I guess I wasn't fat then. I was in high school. Uh, but uh, I'm, I go to turn the wheel, and I don't know if you've ever been in a little Tykes car, but the wheel doesn't turn. No. So now I am hauling ass down this hill, squeezing a little Tykes car, going, oh, my. I'm literally doing like 30 miles an hour in a little Tykes car. Smash this curb, come flying out, hit a telephone pole. It was I've seen it a was, video of a kid doing that. Yeah, it was yeah. it was great. My yeah, cousin that, and my brother you. thought they killed me, but it was John's idea. I think he was trying to pay me back for wrecking him for all no, those that, years. No, that was absolutely probably John <laughs> knew. John knew what was going to happen. Um, um, probably my at my house in New York where I grew up, we didn't have a a very big house, um, but we had a really big backyard, and it was like every weekend we had football games back there. Uh, we always, me and my friends, we always played football back there and all sorts of sporting stuff. I mean, everything. So I, that's probably my backyards where we spent most of the time. I went, I went and speaking of TJ's growing up, I went to one of TJ's old stomping grounds last oh, yeah. week, Lernerville. Uh, so I just, on a whim, I was like, I'm going to go up and I've been telling uh, Chris Wyndham and Tyler Courtney that I was going to go watch them race the all-star race. And they had a big show at Lernerville on Wednesday. So me and Megan jumped in the car. It was like a six hour drive up there, hung out. So I'm like, I'm not going to tell him I'm coming. I'm just going to show up and surprise him. So I, I get there, and Wyndham just happens to be walking by me as I, as I park. So I'm like, oh, cool. So I blow the horn at him. He looks over. He looks like he's pissed off, doesn't acknowledge my presence, and keeps digging. I'm like, what an <laughs> Like, I came up here to see this guy, and he's not even going <laughs> to wave or nothing. Did you just leave? So I should have. <laughs> so I get out of the car, and I'm like, hey, he's signing in. I'm like, well, it's not. you could have waved at least. He's like, holy cow, what are you guys doing here? I was like, yeah, hey, yeah, surprise. He's like, I got a better surprise. He's like, oh, uh, my truck's been parked by DOT three hours away. I don't think I'm racing tonight. And I was like, are you <laughs> me? I just drove up here and you don't even have a car. Uh, but I guess they got it all squared away. The driver didn't have a CDL. And I guess with that setup they were having, because it wasn't a big rig. Oh. It was a dually and a trailer. But I guess whatever they were doing, they had to have a CDL. So their truck got parked and they came rolling in. I don't know what time it was, like, just before hot laps and Chris jumped in there and took off and actually had a career best finish at the time. He finished fourth. Uh, so it was a good Jeez. time, but See, less practice. Better. That's what I told myself from now on. No practice. Don't leave. I should leave that thing down the road somewhere for about two hours and then show up with it. But it was yeah. fun. It was a good trip. And I didn't realize that you, you hang around there a lot. Haley, where you grew up, y'all had like dirt tracks and motocross Tracks. Yeah, yeah. My parents, they built their house um, back in like 2009 in California before like the town that we lived in really like blew up and like was like a big popular area. And so they were there when it was just pretty much like dirt and land and vineyards. And so they got a good like 20 acre piece of land out in California before that town was huge. And uh, we had like motocross tracks I had an off-road truck track. There That's was like awesome. supercross track. There was every track that you could possibly think of at now, that property. You got something similar now. I think you're you're like the opposite direction, but I think your parents live right up the road from me. Yeah, yeah, they're close to yeah. you. And so they are now building like pretty much the same thing they had in California out yeah. here. So they pretty much moved their whole life out here. Uh, so they're in the works of tearing down a bunch of trees. And my uncle is actually there who built my tracks, building their tracks right now. So too. did you go to more dirt tracks when you were little out there? Or? 
Uh, like w- going to them, like watching races. Yeah, any, probably, probably not. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not really. Like I kind of just hung out at home and was like, we went racing and did our thing like in the off-road truck scene. And that was it. Like I didn't really go to like any dirt track stuff or I went to Irwindale a little bit because I raced out there in like Bandoleros, Legend Cars. Um, I did some late model stuff out there. But other than that, like we we had everything at our house. So like I didn't leave the house. There. I was just there. Yeah. And we had a bunch of YouTube. I was the kid at, where Freddie went at Lernerville sitting by the flag. What, what do you learn in Lernerville? <laughs> uh, how to race on clay. Um, but yeah, my, a nice dad, place. my dad raced there in the eighties, won a championship there in 85. So I spent many, many nights at Lernerville. One of the, it's probably one of the better racetracks in the area. There's a lot of great dirt tracks in Pennsylvania, but for sure. What yeah. I liked about it was the the grandstands are kind of set off the racetrack, so you don't, no matter really where you, I mean, it got a little dusty when we were there, but it wasn't like you were getting pelted. You know how like we go to Millbridge and you're like getting pelted with mud and rocks all race long? Yeah. Like the grandstands are set back up because the track's got no wall, really. I mean, it's got a wall, but front the racetrack, the front stretch <laughs> of the wall, the corners and the back stretch don't. So the racetrack's set back a good ways from there. So you get, you, and you can still see just as good. You're just not getting pelted with stuff all race yeah. like you did. <laughs> it's a really good track. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. It's time for the Xfinity X5 More Than Fast moment. It's time for us to get our favorite Xfinity X5 More Than Fast moments from the week. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. What were your favorite More Than Fast moments of this week? You know, I think the obvious choice... Is Corey LaJoy, but I got to go with, you know, I'm going to go with Martin Truex. I think getting wrecked there early, regrouping, coming back, and having a shot at winning is worthy of an Xfinity X5 more than fast moment. Yeah, I got to go with Austin Hill. Um, Xfinity X5 more than fast moment. This guy's race, he drove a perfect race, first of all, in Atlanta to win, but man, he had a freaking rocket ship. I mean, we were fortunate enough to be in the top four, top six for the majority of the first stage and third stage. And he was just freaking lightning fast. He did a great job, not only getting to the lead, but also managing that bubble. We've seen some guys lose races in the Xfinity series at plate style races because they get too far out there. And he never did that. So shout out to him and Derek Nealon. Big win, big win for those guys. Yeah. I'll give my Xfinity X5 more than fast moment to Parker Kligerman. Um, you know, he's been, kind of on the cusp of doing really well at some of these road course races and 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 put it one together i mean it wasn't like he just cycled to the lead or something he drove up to the lead and and held the lead battled back lost the lead on a restart came back got raw got zane again so uh my xfinity x5 more than fast moment to go to parker kligerman in that 75 team and parker was scheduled to get in that 21 rcr car xfinity car i mean he had all the things lined up the sponsorship fell through at the last minute he ended up back in trucks. So when you look at your career and you're like, man, I've got this awesome opportunity. It just got screwed up. Shout out to him for not giving up because obviously he can still get it done. We like it fast here on Door Bumper Clear, but what we really like is being more than fast. Thankfully, there's always tons of action for our Xfinity X-Fi more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X-Fi. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. On the track, being more than fast means you've got the teamwork and strategy to win. With Xfinity x you can do more of what you love with a faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity x more than fast moments. And don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. 
CouchRacerShop.com has a new offering for all you DBC listeners who love our What an Idiot segment. And when you purchase our What an Idiot shirt, our Freddy shirt, Racing Freedom, or any shirt or hat for that matter, we have a code to get you a free offer pad racing t-shirt on CouchRacerShop.com. Here at CouchRacer, we love dropping new and fun merchandise for you guys, and we have a blast doing it. Uh, when me and Brett aren't at the racetrack working, we are sitting at home ourselves being couch racers. Yeah, at some point, we're all going to be watching a race from our couch and say or think, what an idiot. So we may as well celebrate together with our new What an Idiot t-shirt. And when you place your order this week, make sure to use the code OfferPad to get your free OfferPad racing t-shirt. Don't forget, visit CouchRacerShop.com today. What an idiot! Yeah. What? I mean, I got a list. I don't know. You, it, it's I hard always to have pick a list. Most of these rate weekends now, it's hard to pick one. <laughs> well, <laughs> we have so many options. Uh, well, I already mentioned Garrett. For Garrett, just stay off the button until you know exactly what happened because the forty-two did not dump you. Um, Cody, where again? I say, I hope he had a flat tire and he just didn't like miss a shift or something and spin himself out. Um, Jesse Wuji spins out lap two and a half, three again. Uh, made qualifying. Made well, he did. Yeah, he didn't have anything to do this weekend, I guess, because there's only 38 cars. Um, that one guy we saw earlier wrecked the dog food out of that guy on that dirt race. I don't know who that guy's name was. I've seen oh, a bunch yeah. of videos, but I think I have to give it going to mid Ohio. I think Chandler Smith wins my one idiot award this week just for the fact that I believe he spun out four times before he took. Leaving between the time he left pit road to the time he got the green flag and qualifying, I believe he fun, he spun out four times. So I got to give it to him just for the fact of not only did you not learn your lesson the first time or the second or the third, and you probably would have done it again if the lap was a little bit longer, maybe. But you know, at some point you just got to go. Okay, I got to just slow down and stay on the track, much like Haley said earlier. Like even if my laptop sucks, my lap time sucks. Just get a lap. Just get a lap in at this point. My what an idiot is a politician in Chicago. I assume he's a politician. He's an alderman. He's an alderman. I don't know what an alderman is, but his name's Brian Hopkins. And he went on the record and said that if Chicago were to get a street race, that he's very concerned for the people in Chicago that wouldn't understand that these guys are professional race car drivers and that they can't all go out there in the streets of Chicago and race like idiots. He said, I know the people behind it are professionals. They're not like renegade criminals out there tearing up Wacker Drive, but it feeds into that whole culture and adds a level of hypocrisy to our efforts to crack down. We would be saying, quote, this is what we like. Let these guys do it because they're professionals, but the unprofessional guys, we're going to try it and send them to jail for doing basically the same things. So not only is this guy an idiot, but he's calling everybody in the state of in the freaking city of Chicago an idiot because he thinks they don't know any better because they're going to watch Martin Truex come race through the city. And now this guy with a Tesla is going to get out there and he's going to do that crazy driving, TJ. So this guy gets my what an idiot. Does that mean anyone that watched the race is just going to go? Yeah, we're Ross all going to just go. It means yesterday that everybody left Atlanta Motor Speedway just knocked the hell out of each other yeah, all the way back I'm going to go get on 77 and hook somebody here in a minute just because that's what I saw. This is how stupid and far removed politicians are from real world. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's... I, Not all of them. <clears throat> some of them. I really want to give 
my what an idiot to you know someone that it would be really obvious give it to him no because i i I enjoy it um and and i'm not involved (laughs) in it (laughs) um (sighs) all right yeah go ahead ross you can have it it's hard not to pick you this week flew down to there with him ross is a good dude love talking to him and stuff but you're making really bad luck on yourself down the road and you got plenty of speed you don't need to be doing this you flew down there with ross he's got his own plane no he flew with us Oh. Or flew with he on flew the plane. He flew on the plane that I was on. Oh, okay. All right. So oh on TJ's own plane. You know what we could do? Who, what we got, TJ? Did you hear about the victory stuff? The plane yeah. that took off and left people? No. I did hear something about this. Yeah, so they were all on delayed because of the weather up here. And Herm, my teammate, was on that plane coming down. They we were taught text back forth, seeing him he's taking off. Well, some of the guys, a couple of pit crew guys went back to their cars and sat in there and waited there and the came back and the plane had taken off so <laughs> how them? do you yeah they left them because they went and sat in their cars and didn't you know apparently they didn't stay involved like, who would we give the one idiot to ooh. there do you give it to the guys that got off the plane and went and sat in their car yeah. or do you yeah. give it to the yeah. people that didn't know who was on the plane because i guess you're I not taking a roll on the way off yeah well you you you're oh. counting heads but if they're not there and you need and yeah, you're already three hours late you're you gonna go yeah you gotta go I mean, if you're if you're waiting out weather, are you getting far from the plane so knowing that they, it could be any time? So, so what do they do? They come back and get them? I heard McReynolds was on the wrong plane. Like, I don't know. I think there was another plane that was coming shortly after, and they ended up getting on that one. But, like, if you're waiting, if it's bad weather. I'm going to tell you this. We've all been traveling a lot in our lives. When I check in on that airplane and they put that highlighter across my name, I'm going to sit my ass on the airplane. What if I'm you're not going back to my hours? car. I'm definitely not going I'm back and I'm delayed three hours. Myself. I'm going to Hooters. Well, it, you're, but if they say, hey, it could be 30 minutes from now, how far are you going? You're going to the terminal at worst. I'm not going far. Exactly. So, so 30 minutes your, could turn into five. If, yeah, and if you're not there and they're in a hurry to get down there, I, I mean, it's your job to be there. Yeah. That, that's sketch. You've been involved in a few different plane things, haven't you? I wasn't on the plane to caught on fire like you were. Didn't catch on fire. <laughs> it was just smoking. Your well, plane did that too? <laughs> where do you think smoke comes from? Where I, there's, we ever heard the saying is where there's smoke, there's fire. There, learners, listen, you need to go back to Learnerville. <laughs> listen, learn I had, some more and learn I some. Had, I had text messages written, and that way, if it was going, I was just I had send on the way down. Oh so. god! I feel like you have to have at least some of those pre pre made messages yeah. every well, time you get on those planes. <laughs> Yeah, I love you, him. buddy. Thanks, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for everything. Thank you. Thanks, Junior. Thanks, Junior. I should have wrecked the dog food out of you. <laughs> oh, That's funny. Okay, now we're going to head into the DVC picks. For New Hampshire. Yes. New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. Oh, man, I'm not a huge fan of that place. New Hampshire. <laughs> okay. Lobster. Freddy. <laughs> What's that one word they say to describe everything? Wicked. 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 Wicked, Wicked big yeah. lobster. Wicked. Oh, man. So- Those people talk funny up there. They do. They think yeah. the same thing about you, actually. <laughs> I'm gonna get me a lobster roll. <laughs> you ever had a lobster roll? Like a like a what do you mean lobster roll? Like a it's a lobster roll. It's like uh it's it a looks lobster like a salad. Dog, it's, mm, it don't sound great. It's it mayonnaise based. Oh no. And it's on a it doesn't roll. have to be mayonnaise based. Man, that's like mm. it's it, awesome. It, it looks like a hot dog with lobster salad. Are trucks in New Hampshire with us? Are trucks in New Hampshire? No, they're no. not. No, they thank be. God. No, You're glad. I Thank hate God. That place. Yeah. Terrible. Okay. So Freddie wins DVC picks at Atlanta with Ross Chastain. Cheater. 
<laughs> Brett leads with six wins. Freddie is second with five. Jason is third with four. TJ is fourth with three. And Casey is in last with two. What the heck, Casey? Casey sucks. <laughs> so we're going to make the picks for New Hampshire. TJ, you start off. I think we should have Haley make Casey's pick, maybe help her I'm out gonna, here. I'm going to make yeah. Casey's yeah. pick. Yeah. Yeah. So I am <laughs> looking at this list here. She can pick anyone in the purple. Okay. I am going to go out on a limb here and go with Kyle Larson. That's Damn. a big limb. I need a win, man. Playoffs are coming. All right, Casey goes next. What do you okay. got, Haley? These are all the options of what I so, can pick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just do me a favor and, and, and go with like Balicki or something. <laughs> yeah. Please. No, I need to. <laughs> um, Smithley. <laughs> McLeod. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's go. We'll go with Kyle Bush. Ooh, damn. Stole my pick. <laughs> Jeez. Louise. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. Stole my other pick. <sighs> Holy everybody. Swing fence. Eric Hamlin. Yeah. <laughs> Last year's winner. It's probably a solid pick. Yeah. I will take. How many road courses are left? Two. Two left. Right, what year say, was that? I gotta say Watkins Glen, Indianapolis are the two road courses left, as well as Daytona. Three wild card races left. What about Michigan's that wild card? Who knows? TJ says not. I mean, it could be. <laughs> I will take Chase Briscoe. Michigan will definitely be a more competitive race this time. Way more. Brett, why do you think New Hampshire's not gonna be a good race? It's flat. Ooh. I think the restarts are going to be interesting because track position is going to be so important. I truly believe once we get sorted out, you will not see any passing. Um, I think the downshifting thing is detrimental to this particular racetrack. I think the wider tire, the grip level, the lower horsepower, I think, and I hate to say this because we're not even there yet, but I, it's given me... Jeff Burton leading 300 lap vibes. And he did that. He led them all 301 laps one time. Him and Frankie Stoddard. Mm-hmm. Frankie was his crew chief. He was I'm, I'm just really worried that you're not going to be able to pass. That's what I'm worried about. I think if we get to practice, it's going to look cool. I think qualifying is going to be fun. I think once we drop the green, it's going to be crazy because we got freaking 30 some cars on top of each other. Might be some rain on the track. But once we get single file, I think we're in trouble. Well, if you are a fan of passing, the good news is they have real race cars on Saturday. The Modifieds will be in town, which is always the best race of the weekend. I don't care what any of you guys say. Uh, are you spotting? Uh, no. No, no Modified No Modified. I got Doug Kobe and Tommy Baldwin's car, which coming off another win, Jimmy Blewett at uh, his home track, Wall Stadium for Tommy. Three That's drivers have won that car. Three drivers right? and won four races out of, out of, I don't even know how many they've run so far, seven or eight. So Tommy's on a roll everywhere he goes lately. He's been winning. So uh, hopefully we can continue that next week. But there's nothing better than a good old modified race. Modified race in New Hampshire is top notch. Oh, it's so fun. I've actually been a part of uh, winning it one time with Todd Zagaty, which was, it was awesome. It's like a, it's like a plate race. It is it a plate is. race. There, there yeah. are many races I would crawl out of LA's bus to stand on top of the bus to watch. But if we were in New Hampshire and the Modifieds were out there, yeah, I'd stand on top of the bus. It's a fun race. I I did that race for someone else. I can't remember who it was one time. But honestly, it's so hard to. Sp- I'd rather watch that race. Yeah, and, and, and New Hampshire is a lot watch. like Watkins Glen. It's a great culture up there around the racetrack. A lot of campers, 
people love to be there. The weather, if it's not raining, is usually awesome because it's not a hundred million degrees like it is down here in the south. I hope I'm wrong. I hope this is a great race. The it, stages probably help this race. Like there are places I don't like stages. I mean, we talked about it last week at a road course. I hate to stop a freaking road course race to, to end a stage, but at a place like New Hampshire, it may be a good thing. You if, know what would make it a good race? Tire wear. Baby powder. Tire. Baby powder. <laughs> if if you are a fan of partaking in a bit of a party, they have a, a lot called the X lot there. It's at the top of the hill behind the racetrack, and it gets rowdy at Where's this at? Friday, How Saturday did I get night. there? Just come out of the tunnel, make a left. Tunnel, make a left, go top of the hill. Top of the hill. Then where do I go? Just look for the signs that say X lot. X lot. So if you make a left out of the tunnel, do you keep on going straight or do you make a left on the back stretch? Uh, you, no, you don't make that immediate left. You kind of go up the hill and there'll be signs everywhere. I can't remember exactly, but you go, go left by them showers, up the hill, and then it's up in there somewhere because I used mm. to walk to it from the mm. modified I lot. told Derek Neal and I would go shotgun a beer with him this weekend because he's from Maine which is as close to New Hampshire as I guess you can get. I think I'm going to Vermont on they're, Thursday. They're racing. Yeah, you're going to Vermont to Thunder Road. Derek yeah. and uh, Derek, Brad's racing at uh, Thunder Road. Yep, um, Thunder Derek Road. Derek and Tyler are actually racing at Lee USA Speedway on Friday night, I think. Tyler Reddick and Derek, they're going to race against each other in a super late model. Garth Brooks wrote a song about that Thunder Road, didn't he? I don't know. Did the he? Thunder uh, Road. <laughs> You're an idiot. I mean, a complete idiot. And the Thunder Road. <laughs> that should be their. Th- How is that not their theme song? Yeah, like, <laughs> before the race. Yeah. yeah. Just have one. Strikes. Just have one guy in there that like converts the L to a D. <laughs> like D. <laughs> Haley, we love you. Thank you for coming back to see us. If we, TJ doesn't contribute anything else to this show, the rest of his life. He brought you back. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. no problem at all. I and you rolled up in a I muscle car. <laughs> Park beside of his Tesla. <laughs> Show him up. Uh, I'm not. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Well, I mean, well, we got to make fun of Kevin. Kevin has both, right? He has a electric Mustang, Kevin Major. And he only has, like, he has to drive from here to Myrtle Beach to charge and then he can come <laughs> back here. Um, so it's kind of counterproductive, I think. So but, I guess the Tesla charging stations are everywhere. They're more and more now. And I guess the Ford Mustang version, you have to kind of What is it called? Your- Mach-E or something like yeah, that? The yeah, the Mach-E's are very similar. You got to plan your trip you gotta, around Because there's not charge. many charging stations, I guess. Oh, really? They have, well, um, there's they have adapters like, and stuff. Yeah, though. there's. I know they oh, make adapters like, now. Yes. And then they have um, like a full system inside the car that finds the chargers for you. So some are like the speed chargers. Walmart has a lot of them. It's like you'll pay 10 bucks and you get to like 80% yeah. in like 10 <clears> minutes. And so like. So I you got to pay to charge your car? Well, 10 if, bucks, I thought we were saving money. Charger. If you're yeah, on the speed charger. I mean, if, yeah, you charge it for only your power bill at home, but like when you buy a Tesla, you get a thousand free miles of supercharging. So I haven't even hit that thousand free miles yet. So I'm still using those miles. And they're like, there's one at the Lowe's grocery store here in Mooresville. So when mm-hmm. I go to the grocery store, I just park over there and charge my car all the way up. But it'll plan your trip too. Um, the Ford Mach-E's are, uh, they're pretty cool cars too. I mean, I, I think it's obviously they're going to become more and more. You're going to see how many, I mean, you see a lot of Teslas around now. You're seeing more and more like the Fords and stuff like that as well. So there's going to be more and more chargers that show up. I just mm-hmm. like the fact that Kevin, we beat Kevin at the beach by three hours because he was looking for chargers for his car. So <laughs> how many was, miles is it? Uh, well, we went from Charleston to Myrtle Beach. I don't even know. I think he said, what's he say? He gets like 235, 285, something, something yeah. like that. Yeah. They're mine, cool cars though. That's under 300. It depends so. how much AC you're using too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Kevin, he needs a lot of AC. <laughs> I'm fat. I turn it wide open. <laughs> All right. Watch the DBC TV show 7 p.m. Eastern on MAP TV. 
full versions on Mav TV plus after Brett song this week. That might be the last episode. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> off to New Hampshire. Thank you guys for listening. We out or appreciate it. Adios. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.